This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial complex. UFOs, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Fairy Tales. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Shall I tell you what I find beautiful about you? You are in charge of the best when things are worse. Sooner or later, though, you always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas. And I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. I want to thank you, Veritas member, for making this program possible. Please subscribe at VeritasRadio.com to listen to both segments of tonight's interview and all of our material. Tonight's special guest is a veteran of this program. By popular demand, Dr. Brooks Agnew is back to discuss proposed solutions to restore America, give the states their sovereignty back, and remove the barriers from the people so that we can rise again as the model of the country the Founding Fathers intended for all of us. Dr. Brooks Agnew will be with us shortly. And visit the Veritas store for MMS, our futuristic metal case USB drives with all of our seasons and bonus material, and a lot more. Visit the Veritas store for more information. And to get in touch with me, very simple. Go to our website, veritasradio.com, and click on the contact button. From the words of Dr. Brooks Agnew, 80 years ago, America the Beautiful was led down a dark alley by an agency government that has consumed everything and produces nothing. Finally, she has decided this abuse must come to an end. We already fought our bloodiest war over this once. We know what to do this time. Forty states 
have already passed some form of sovereign act, more than enough to ratify any repeal or pass new amendments. It is time we give the president's ministers their pink slips and set the people free. We are one nation under surveillance, and we are ready to recover our liberty right now. You'll learn what is being done about it and where you can help. There is some major house cleaning to do. Grab a broom. This might take some work. It cannot happen without you. We can't step back from the precipice, or we can run over the edge. You have already made part of the choice by listening to tonight's program. For this and much more, Dr. Brooks Agnew is coming up next. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to Veritas. Right here on Veritas. Beam me up on Veritas, Mal. Always willing to talk. Dr. Brooks Agnew was one of the most successful scientists with ground probing radar technology in the nation for oil and gas exploration. Similar technology is currently utilized in the Mars Express program. He is the author of thousands of technical papers, seminars, documentaries, and books on precision measurement and exploration into the mysteries of the universe and of the Earth. He is the host of X Squared Radio, and you can listen to his excellent radio show by visiting x2-radio.com. And he also has written a number of books, and the latest one is titled Alienated Nation, The New Quest for Liberty. And from somewhere in the United States, I would like to welcome Dr. Brooks Agnew back to Veritas. Hello, Brooks, and welcome back. How are you? Thank you, Mel. Wow, I love being on your program. Oh, we love to have you on, Brooks. Uh, You're very welcome. It's always a pleasure to be with you, Brooks. I had to tell you, when you listen to Brooks, this is exactly what you get. And I tell you this because I've met, I've had the privilege of spending time with Brooks in, in person at the East City Ranch. And, and for being such an intellectual, Brooks, you are very approachable and down to earth. And you can speak about so many different topics, all the way from the paranormal to what is happening with our government. Let's start with something. Why would a scientist and commercial engineer be writing a book about America, Alienated Nation? Well, that's that's a really good question. I have an occasion to go to Washington quite a bit, not only uh, for grant applications, but also, you know, to make the case for the electric car business in Washington and try to give small business some some kind of support from our government. And um, over the years, I have met a lot of politicians, uh, elected officials, I'm going to call them. And uh, and all in all, most of them I have found to be, you know, very genuine, very willing to help, very willing to work hard and set up meetings and and uh, do their best to, to get us an opportunity to be represented in our government. It is when I run into the bureaucracies, what we call the agencies, departments, bureaus, and administrations of our government, what I discovered, Mel, 
is I discovered the shadow government. We no longer have a government. We are being ruled by a loose coalition of bureaucracies. They tax us. They charge us fees. They write rules and regulations and laws. And we have no representation in this government. And now, under this administration, it has become so large, so fast, and so powerful, I don't think we can... I don't think we can get it out of the way. I don't think we can unseat it. How is that not 21st century slavery, Brooks? Well, it, in a way, it's not slavery. It's more like communism, where the state owns everything. The state controls everything. They, can, they control the communication. They control the money. They control all the resources. They control what you can sell and where you can sell it and what you can charge for it. And uh, this is not free enterprise. This is not the way America was founded. America was founded on exceptionalism and on entrepreneurialism. And if you work hard and you're smart and you're determined, you can be successful. It isn't that way anymore. And the reason why I use the word slavery, Brooks, because as a business owner, I was looking at my payroll the other day. And I was looking at all the amount of bureaucracy I have to get involved with every month, every quarter. Workers' compensation, social security, sales taxes, you, you name it. The amount of taxes is unbelievable for anybody who wants to create their own business. The entrepreneurial feeling that most people in America have, sometimes they think twice before they're getting buried about all these bureaucracies. Brooks? Well, yeah, well, more than twice. I mean, you would think uh, presenting uh, an emission-free vehicle, an electric vehicle to the American highway, that you would get support from at least some of the bureaucracies in our government and that you wouldn't be opposed by the ones that are opposing us. Let me give you an example. Uh, the EPA is about 80% responsible for not allowing electric vehicles on America's highway. You'd think the Environmental Protection Agency, instead of being the Environmental Protectionist Agency, would be supportive of getting our kind of vehicle on the road. They're not. Their primary job is to protect the major car makers from competition. And you're only citing one example, and I'm glad you mentioned the electric car, but you have the FDA that instead of protecting, and the EPA, instead of protecting the people's well-being and the EPA, the environment, they seem to be protecting those entities that are not doing the same. But you mentioned the electric car, and I find it very hard to believe that our own government does not want the electric car to come out. And you mentioned in your book two things, Betamax and the VHS. It seems now that we're coming to a point, design-wise, where everything looks the same. The propaganda, for example, Audi and Toyota, you look at, you look at them from far away, and you don't seem to see a, 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 a difference between the cars. It's almost as if everybody's making the same thing because that's what people want. And if you deviate, people don't buy it. Is that true? No, that isn't true. In fact, people like variety. They like things to look different. They like them to perform differently. What has happened is we have gone to uh, such a lack of innovation in our car companies. Our engines, we think it's really great if a car gets 30 miles per gallon. But when I was in the automotive industry, we had vehicles that would get 90 miles per gallon, even 99 miles per gallon. But you'll never see it on the highway. People would buy that car. 
people would definitely buy that car, but they're never going to make it. This is why companies are bringing back the, you know, for example, PT Cruiser, the Mustang, Challenger, the, 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 the VW Bug. They're going back to what was nostalgic at one time? Well, yes and no. They're going back to what, see, the automotive industry, for all their their technology and all of the smart people that are in this industry, and I've been in it my whole life, and I'm amazed by this. There's a very simple formula to make a hit car. You have to create a value for the niche that you're selling in. And a few times, randomly, car makers have got this right with like the Mustang or with the Angley, which was actually made by Ford. But the P2 Cruiser is a, is a Dodge or a Chrysler a copy of the old Ford Anglia. That's why it sort of strikes something in people and they, they want to go ahead and buy it. Uh, also, the uh, Chrysler M300 looks sort of looks like the old uh, gangster kind of cars. Yeah, true. You know, this, is, this, this is why people uh, nab onto them. But you'll notice that there's very little futuristic designs in cars, even though sometimes they're easier to manufacture. Uh, I think that innovation in automotive design has all but disappeared. Every car company is in nothing but profit-taking mode now. They just want to make enough vehicles, get them out there, get them sold, make, make as much money as possible. And the buyer has no choice. And I can promise you this, Mel, if they were given a choice, they would buy it. And you're so right about futuristic cars. We don't see them. I mean, I remember in the early 80s, the uh, uh, DeLorean, for example, was, you know, one company out of the blue. And, you know, you don't need that many sophisticated lines to build a, a futuristic uh, car when it comes to just the aesthetics. But going back to the federal government, I'd love to have you on, Brooks, because you can discuss E.T., and you can discuss the government, which is not that freaking that I get to talk to somebody who can walk all the ways. But wasn't the whole purpose of the federal government to protect us from enemies, foreign and domestic? How was it or how is it turning into this giant Wars R Us Hydra? You know, that's a, I love that question. When the founding fathers originally uh, decided to declare independence from Britain, Obviously, we were just 13 colonies and some territories. We had our own resources. We had our own way. We had our own spirit. And actually, it was taxation by Britain, a 4% tax on tea that made Americans so mad. Why? Because we didn't have any representation in Britain. They could assign a tax, and we had to pay it. Well, it wasn't so much the tax. It was the principle of the thing, and they knew knowing Britain, because uh, they hadn't been gone from there that long, that this was a slippery slope, that if Britain was allowed to get away with this tax, there would be a 5% tax on, on wool, or there'd be another tax on finished goods, and then it would, would, they would just be nothing more but a revenue engine for, for Britain. This is why Declaration of Independence was declared. Well, once it was declared, now we had to form a constitution, we had to have a form of government, we had to have a structure by which 13 colonies, which were then going to become states, could work together under a central government without it getting too much in the way. That's why these checks and balances were put in place. 
to keep the federal government doing what the federal government's supposed to do and let the states do the rest. And that went fine until 1932. In 1932, actually it was sort of crafted under Hoover, but Hoover was never allowed to enact it because he was a Republican. As soon as Roosevelt, the famous governor of New York, became president, all of Hoover's ideas implemented almost overnight. We had 30 new agencies. We had the CCC. We had the FDIC. We had uh, the IRS. All of these organizations fell into place as though their Bibles were already written. And we started down an 80-year pathway of the federal government becoming the ruler of the nation. The states became secondary, and that's not what the Founding Fathers had in mind. And one thing that a lot of people in America don't know, Brooks, is that also Roosevelt declared bankruptcy. What is it, June 5th, 1933? I wasn't aware of personal bankruptcy. I wasn't aware of that. No, no, the United States. As he, oh, yes, that's right. Yes. That's right. And, and yes. Ever, ever, ever since, our property has been deemed collateral. Every property that we own is collateral for that. And unfortunately, now most of that money is borrowed. Guess who the title holder is? China. Now, isn't that a little bit hypocritical, Brooks, that the largest communist country in the world is lending money to the biggest capitalist country in the world? Well, this is the real tragedy, Mel. You have a country who has maintained very carefully third world status. That is to say, their people can live on a few thousand dollars a year, maybe two thousand dollars a year. Their people are, and I don't want to be derogatory in any way toward Asians or, or the Chinese people as a people, but the government has determined that its people are expendable and they can just use them up and throw them away and replace them with more people. And that's what's happening in factories in China right now. But the, the main thing that China has done is they have artificially set the value of China's money at a, at a very low value. What this allows is other currencies like the pound and the euro and the dollar to do business in China very cheaply. And so what that has done is it's attracted all of the primary assembly and sub-assembly labor to China. And that's why we don't build circuit chips. We don't build uh, integrated circuit chips in this country anymore. They used to be built in Silicon Valley. That's where they started. Now they're all built in China textiles, furniture, now automotive, everything's being built in China. Even the Harley Davidson is made in China. The the <laughs> you thought of Harley Davidson, you thought American made. How are we going to ever? And so many people say we need to bring manufacturing jobs back to the United States. That that to me seems like an impossible plight. Well, it is and it isn't. It's it's it seems to be impossible because you can't get these mega multi-billion dollar multinational corporations to move back to the United States. They're in China, they're in India, they're in Vietnam, they're in Pakistan. That's where they're going to stay because they're, they're now nat international companies. But American manufacturing, manufacturing that originates here, there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of American entrepreneurs that would walk through ground glass barefooted to get their business started. They are determined 
They have great ideas. They have great determination. But they have no access to capital. Nothing is available. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.